From the historic Loretto Abbey Chapel, with the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, the National Catholic Broadcasting Council presents the Daily TV Mass. Welcome to the celebration of the Daily TV Mass. My name is Father Hank Van Meyl. The televising of this Mass is made possible by a contribution from the estate of Catherine Ross Kay. This Mass is offered in memory of Catherine and her daughter Eileen. May the souls and the souls of all the faithful departed rest in peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you. And as we have placed ourselves before the Lord again, realizing that we're just little human beings who need God's guidance. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. And let us pray. O God, who through the grace of adoption chose us to be children of light, grant, we pray, that we may not be wrapped in the darkness of error, but always be seen to stand in the bright light of truth. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Amos. Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent to King Jeroboam of Israel, saying, Amos has conspired against you in the very center of the house of Israel. The land is not able to bear all his words. For thus Amos has said, Jeroboam shall die by the sword, and Israel must go into exile away from his land. And Amaziah said to Amos, O seer, go, flee away to the land of Judah, earn your bread there, and prophesy there, but never again prophesy in Bethel, for it is the king's sanctuary, and it is a temple of the kingdom. Then Amos answered Amaziah, I am no prophet, nor a prophet's son, but I am a herdsman and a dresser of sycamore trees. And the Lord took me from following the flock, and the Lord said to me, Go, prophesy to my people Israel. Now therefore hear the word of the Lord. You say, Do not prophesy against Israel, and do not preach against the house of Isaac. Therefore thus says the Lord, your wife shall become a prostitute in the city, and your sons and your daughters shall fall by the sword, and your land shall be parceled out by line. You yourself shall die in an unclean land, and Israel shall surely go into exile away from its land. The word of the Lord. Just. 
The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to After getting into the boat, Jesus crossed the sea and came into his own town. And just then, some people were carrying a paralyzed man lying on the bed. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. Then some of the scribes said to themselves, this man is blaspheming. But Jesus, perceiving their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Stand up and walk? But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralyzed man, Stand up, take your bed, and go to your home. And he stood up and went to his home. When the crowds saw it, they were filled with awe, and they glorified God, 
who had given such authority to human beings the gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Can you imagine you were there and Jesus says to the paralyzed man, could be even in a family gathering and maybe one of our family relatives, he's paralyzed and Jesus says, your sins are forgiven. Which kind of sound odd, would you accept it? And then when we would have these conflicting thoughts, then Jesus saying, right when you're there, stand up and go home. What would you think? Would you be celebrating God? Or would you say, hmm, this is a little bit too uncomfortable for me? Nothing has changed in 2,000 years. And yes, it says here in this passage that they were glorifying God, but by, by far not all. And we just have to follow the story of Jesus, that how Jesus was such an uncomfortable voice who continues challenging people in the comfort zone. And in the first reading from Amos, it's the same thing. Amos was there before, it, well, he actually he was living in a relative peaceful time, and it was the Northern Kingdom, and so about eight centuries before Christ, and he's preaching doom and gloom. He could see what was happening in society, how the rich were getting too comfortable, how uh, people who had less were being taken, care, uh, being taken advantage of, and he's just too uncomfortable of a voice. Go home where he came from. Isaiah, oh, sorry, Amos, actually he came from Judea, and he was a, uh, a prophet in the Northern Kingdom. Go home, you're too uncomfortable for us. And so this is something very human, and there are so many uncomfortable things for us to deal with. We continuously are challenged, especially today in our current society. We're challenged each day with the current crisis in, in our lives. And to, does this make sense? God, where are you? Does this all make sense? And also questioning God. How is this possible if there's a God? Why are we so living in, in this time of so many uncertainties? In theology, evil happens. Evil is not something God will put on us. But God always tries to bring good out of bad. And God is there today in science. In science, to, as scientists race to find a vaccine, as economists try to look at our society and how can we make things better again, how can we get people back to work, and so on and so on. Often we forget that the church is also very much in the sciences. Science and faith fits like a glove. But often, we have to catch up. And there's, we have the Pontifical Academy of Science. It's been established in 1936. 45 of its members received the Nobel Peace Prize for their work in science, trying to improve our life, trying to find cures, 
trying to understand things. But often the church has to catch up. As I was praying with this, I had to think of um, Pierre de Chardin. Pierre, Pierre de Chardin, I love him. And he, in, he very much was on the forefront in the early 20th century of bringing evolution, all what science is, is uh, receiving from evolution and, and, and how that fits in our faith. And in 1928, as he was teaching, he was told, just like Amos, stop. You're too uncomfortable. This does not make sense. And, not, and we can often look at the church and say, well, the church is not with it. But for good reasons. Because we as a church, it's uncomfortable. We have to catch up. And in the meantime, uh, Pierre de Chardin mainly spent a lot of time in China, actually Peking Man, the discovery of Peking Man at that time was the oldest human fossil ever found. He was there and he kept writing very mystical writings too. And although he was in 1928, he was told to be quiet. In 1962, he was still considered dangerous material to read. And the last few decades, popes are quoting him because it takes a lot of time to catch up. Just like in the time of Amos, as he was told to go home and mind your own business, we don't want to hear. And what he was saying came true. The Northern Kingdom was destroyed. And so it is um, science and the mystical all fits together. God is very much at work even today. Today, many miracles happen too. I'm often so privileged in what I do that I can listen to miracles, that people come to me and explain this and that has happened to me. And the only explanation I have is God and that they want to keep it quiet because if we talk too much about it, we are in a secular world which does not understand it, and they will be ridiculed. So often I hear that people say, oh, I don't believe in all of this, and the church is not with it. I believe in science. Well, science and the mystical all fit together. God is right there showing us the way. God is challenging us through these difficult times to get, her, to get us out of our comfort zones, to re-evaluate our life the way we live, because we cannot go on the way we were going. The, the voices of doom, climate change, accelerated climate change, that is, is a real thing. We cannot go on and we have to look at our carbon footprint, how we live, how we move around, how we work. And so, just like 2,000 years ago, Jesus was very uncomfortable. He, today, yes, our faith can be very uncomfortable in a very secular world, but Jesus, God, 
is at work, and God will lead us forward. And as uh, Pierre de Chardin will say, we are on the road to what the omega point, where everything will be okay, where all we move forward as one people to God. It's mystical, and yet, on the other hand, we can kind of understand it. Amen. And so, as we bring our prayers before the Lord, let us pray for all those in the Daily TV Mass community who have asked to be included in our prayer intention book, especially those who feel isolated and alone. May God calm their fears and lead them into peace. We pray to the Lord. We pray for all Shadins who are not able to go outdoors and enjoy summer. We pray to the Lord. We pray for all those who are struggling to pay rent and mortgages, especially for the unemployed and underemployed. We pray to the Lord. We pray that the world leaders will grow in cooperation and understanding as we face worldwide economical struggles. We pray to the Lord. And for these prayers and the prayers in the silence of our own hearts, we lift them up to you, Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Humble spirit and contrite heart may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquities, cleanse me of my sins. Pray, my sisters and brothers, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. O God, who graciously accomplished the effects of your mysteries, grant, we pray, that the deeds by which we serve you may be worthy of these sacred gifts through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For in goodness you created man, and when he was justly condemned, in mercy you redeemed him through Christ our Lord. Through him the angels praise your majesty, dominions adores, and powers tremble before you. Heaven and the virtues of heaven and the blessed seraphim worship together with exaltation. May your voices, we pray, join with theirs in humble praise as we acclaim.
indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving you thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Thomas, our Bishop, the, the Canadian bishops, the clergy, and the entire people you have called your own. Remember also our sisters and brothers who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. And at the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ, for the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant our peace and unity in accordance with your will, 
who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And let us offer each other a sign of peace. the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. And may the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Would those of you at home join with me now in this act of spiritual communion? My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the Blessed Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. As though you were already there, I embrace you and unite myself wholly to you. Permit not that I should ever be separated from you. Amen. And let us pray. May this divine sacrifice we have offered and received fill us with life, O Lord, we pray, so that bound to you in lasting charity we may bear fruit that lasts forever through Christ, O Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Thanks, thanks be, to be to God. Our thanks to our donor for the gift of this Mass. Would we, oh, would we if you're interested in making monthly donations using the pre-authorized checking method, please call our office at one 888 383-6277 for details.